I'd like to say good morning to you and welcome to Wheat Among the Tares, our live program here every Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock Eastern Time here on Gethsemane Global Radio. And we appreciate you joining us here this morning. Pastor, it is good to see you here in the studio this morning. Yes, sir. Good morning to you and all you that are listening today. Thank you for being on the broadcast. Blessing to have everybody aboard this morning. I've got a story I want to go to really quickly before we go to our special guest, Brother Soapy Dollar. And uh, and by the way, I will get him to explain that name. (laughs) But I want to go, first of all, to a quick story. Many of you have been following, as we have been following, uh, a Canadian pastor by the name of Arthur Palacio. And uh, this gentleman has been, and I want to use the word harassed by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. And uh, they have just absolutely made this man's life miserable. Uh, If you go back in a little bit of recent history, uh, this pastor was the one who, when they came in to shut his church down, he told them to leave in no uncertain terms. And he literally, uh, they left with him telling them the whole time, get out of our church. And uh, so they have had, uh, you know, a vendetta for him ever since, Pastor. And uh, so anyhow, they he was heading to speak to that group of Canadian truckers, and uh, they caught him and arrested him, and he has been uh, in uh, – they just released him just here in the last day or so. He had been in jail for over nearly two months. Wow. And um, – so anyhow, praise the Lord. He is out. Amen. And uh, let's continue to pray for this brother. He has really been through a lot. and But just pray for Brother Arthur Pulaski and uh, the church there in, in Ontario, Canada, that uh, the Lord would continue to bless there. Wanted to pass that along to you this morning. I want to go to our special guest, Brother Soapy Dollar. And Brother Soapy is uh, an unusual name. Uh, Brother Soapy, I know that that one came about. We got a little bit of your testimony last time, but I wanted to have you back, and good morning to you, my brother. Good morning to both you and Pastor Steve. I'm glad to be with you again. Brother, it is a blessing to have you, and um, last time we had you on, and it's been a little while back, uh, we got into the ministry, first of all, of... Uh, the program that's called The Storyteller, which is um, uh, produced by uh, Without Reservation. It's a ministry without reservation, and it deals with Native American uh, who uh, basically uh, they give their testimony of how God delivered them from themselves and the lives that they were involved in and what the Lord Jesus Christ has done to deliver them. And Brother Soapy, you are the host of that program. Uh, It's broadcast at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time here on GGR Radio. And for those of you listening, please make a note of that. It is a great program to listen to. 
But Brother Soapy, I wanted to go back and I wanted to give on this particular program time for you to give a testimony of how you personally came to know the Lord and the history behind the whole thing that led up to your ministry, etc. And uh, I first of all I want you to go back to the days of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Let's start with that. <laughs> well, every story has a beginning and some a place to begin, and that's where it was, I suppose. I a little Apache girl from the Mescalero Apache Reservation down in southern New Mexico. Uh, a little unwed Apache girl uh, became pregnant, and time came to give birth. She went up to the big city of Albuquerque uh, and gave birth to this beautiful, bouncing, genius baby boy. <laughs> and then she <laughs> abandoned me at birth, went back to the reservation, and uh, another woman, uh, 50 years old, 5-0, 50-year-old woman, a fortune teller uh, living in Albuquerque, either found me or somehow they were perhaps in cahoots or collaborating, uh, maybe some idea of baby selling or something. I, I don't know. No, we no one knows exactly what was going on. Wow. But this fortune teller named Princess Babe Hawk uh, found me and took me in. She was married five times. She got me during her, uh, she was separated from her third husband at the time. And uh, she took me in and began to try to take care of me. She had difficulties. Uh, so she would pass me around to different, uh, her family. She had adult children by her first marriage. So I would stay with them a while, with other people, with neighbors, and I, I don't know the different ones, but I lived with about 16 families before I was five years, before I was six years old. Wow. And uh, so I passed around so long, uh, so much, I always accused her of passing the buck. <laughs> since Amen. My, since Amen. my name is Dollar, at least. That's, <laughs> yeah. uh, I got passed around a lot. And then she got me, uh, successfully got me, uh, put into a home for homeless and delinquent boys. Uh, at the time I went, there were 85 uh, boys uh, living on a 250-acre ranch. It's an, it actually was an old Tascosa, an old Texas uh, ghost town, cowboy ghost town. And uh, so I went there to live with these boys. And during the 12 years I lived there, uh, it grew to 400 boys on a 2,000-acre ranch. So we uh, we saw it through some 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 growth in those years. I was almost six years old. Uh, the first day I went to the ranch, uh, they received me. Uh, there was some interviewing and some orientation uh, they gave me as a little boy. And then uh, I was taken to the the, the dormitory where the little boys live, until you were eight years old, they kept you separate from the other population, the general population. And uh, we were told to, to wash our face and hands and get ready for lunch. And, of course, I, I did that, but I was so nervous and a little bit, you know. Apprehensive, uh, a yes. Yeah. A new situation. And uh, I, in my nervousness and in my haste, I... I did not rinse the soap off of my neck and behind my ears. And so whenever they inspected us to make sure we washed up, 
they saw that um, I had soap on the, behind my ears, and they called me Soapy. <laughs> so that, that's how the name came about, and it uh, it just took all of these years. I've never uh, been called anything hardly besides that. My real name is New Man Dollar, and I don't know where New Man came from, except that maybe the it was a signal that I was going to become a new man in Christ. Someday. Amen. Amen. A little prophetic there, I don't know, but uh, I've been called Soapy my whole life, Soapy Dollar, uh, and... Uh, so that's how it began. I started there. The, the the lady, Princess Babe Hawk, was killed in a car accident when I was about seven or eight. Wow. Uh, but I had I had just begun my walk with God. I had just trusted Christ and began to walk with the Lord about three or four months before she was uh, killed in that accident. And so the boys' ranch became my home. I grew up with these boys from all over the United States uh, with addictions and abuses and problems and abandonment and so on. I grew up among them my whole life. And uh, as I came to faith in Christ at age seven or eight, I, I, um, I just naturally began to share my faith with them, with my, my friends, with my, you know, the boys living around me. And it just, I think it was a kind of a preparation for a lifetime of ministry. That's how, uh, that's how it began. Just walking with the Lord there. I memorized, I got in a Bible memory program. I memorized uh, a little, almost 2,000 verses over the next 10 years. Um, I was also uh, an athlete. I was a rodeo champion. I rode bulls and bronx in the, you know, the rodeo circuit there in West Texas. And uh, so I was a cowboy and an Indian. <laughs> Bless the Lord, it, it, brother. It can be done. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Amen. Uh, brother Sophie, I, I want to ask you this. And, and, and for those of you who are just joining us, we're talking with Brother Sophie Dollar. Brother Sophie is a, uh, a, the host of The Storyteller, and he's also a minister in, uh, in Texas. Brother Sophie, I want to. If if there is someone who is listening right now, who has maybe gone through something similar with regard to maybe raised, you know, in a uh, a home, a an orphanage, that type of thing, I know that had to be for you um, a trying thing from the standpoint of really the stability that was that home that was your home with all those people and for those of us who have been blessed uh to have uh just an, an immediate family i'll use that um i i know that that certainly um took it i, I want to say took its toll on you but yet in it and you coming to know the lord early um there's no doubt that when your mother and your father uh, leave you David said the Lord will take you up and it sounds like to me that's exactly what the Lord did did he not it is exactly what happened and there are sadly uh, Blake there are so many in our culture in our society uh, not only in the in the Native American community by any stretch uh, sadly the the American family has suffered greatly over the last probably 50 to 75 years. Uh, 
and the dissolution of the family and marriages and divorces and so on. And there are so many who are who have traveled this path. And you're right. I think uh, when the Lord, when my father and mother abandoned me, the Lord will take me up. I've, I've thought of that verse and memorized it many years ago. That's exactly what happened. That, that to understand that you are not forgotten, that you are not ignored, that you are not a non-person, that the king of the universe, the creator of everything and everyone, knows you and cares about you and, and has a purpose and a meaning um, for your life is just a truth that if you're able to receive it uh, by faith in the Lord and just understand that, it it becomes that anchor. It becomes that yes, sir. that stability that you that you don't have. You know that you've moved from family to family, from person to person, and uh, you know you would get close to someone, and then next thing you know, you're shipped off to somewhere else and somewhere else, a new situation. But when you know that God cares about you and loves you, and that you can become a part of the family of God Amen. by faith and trust in His Son Jesus, the Messiah, Amen. the Christ, and and you can you are a part of you are part of His family in the first place with God Himself, and then secondly you you have you're part of the family of God all across uh, the world. You Amen. Been Amen. I've been in ministry now for almost. A little over 50 years, actually, and it's taken us to about 40 countries of the world, and and, and everywhere you meet men and women in every culture and every society, Russia, China, Mongolia, India, wherever the Lord takes you, Ukraine, Russia, uh, you can, um, you find men and women who uh, either know the Lord, they're already your brothers and sisters, or you introduce them to the Savior, and they come into the family of God as well. It, it's a, the spiritual family of God is even more real, and, and than even even. And I and I don't think there's anything more wonderful, like you said, like that, than a godly mom and dad and family and siblings. Yes, and yes. That's a wonderful thing, and I want to provide that for our children, my wife and I. But but even but being part of God's family. Even even is greater, more real, even than that relationship. I think so. Amen. You're right. It's uh, it's an anchor. It makes a difference. And sadly, there are so many who are who need who need the Lord in that sense, in that particular sense, to to be that stability, uh, to be that mom and dad, and to uh, that never fails. Well, and and that's exactly what the Lord designed, Pastor. Did He not? He put a man and a woman together, yes. not yeah. a man and a man or a woman and a woman. It it was a man and a woman. That was the design of God, and um, and just the stability that that provides. And God saw that there was going to be the fatherless and the widow down through the years, and uh, yeah. and yet God has. Uh, in his mercy and his kindness provided the hearts of people to take others in to help them Amen. and to provide that for sure. Pastor, let me ask you really quickly, the fabric of the family here and, um, and really just what has been, uh, and brother Soapy mentioned it, but just what's been going on with the family, uh, where, where does the family really need the strength today to get it? to get the strength to go on day by day. Well, certainly they need the Lord <clears throat> first Amen. and foremost. Amen. And when 
the Lord is void from the life and the family, from a young person's life. We know our, you know, we talk about <clears throat> the sin of the day, sodomy, and those things being prevalent, and though it is, but what has destroyed this country more than just that is just fornication. Yes. I mean, fornication, young people that have not kept themselves pure and end up with children out of wedlock. And then the, the young man doesn't have the character to follow up and take care of the child and steps out of the life of the child. And we have a generation, like Brother Sopi said, the last 50 years of family units been broken down and grandparents have raised their grandchildren mm -hmm. instead of moms and dads raising their grandchildren. So what makes a difference is the same thing made the difference in our lives. And then Brother Sopi's life, when Jesus steps in, Amen. you let him in your life and, and you begin to serve him and love him and know him and church is i mean the right church a bible believing church yes. is so essential mm -hmm. to a person's life and they'll find the lord the blessing is in the church when you're saved and you know the lord and you're there uh, god will use that local church to bless your life in so many ways Amen. so many avenues <laughs> And there's so much of America that is even just unchurched. I mean, Lexington, I can't even remember the statistic a few years ago. I mean, it's mind boggling and blowing of how many people right here just in Lexington County that is unchurched in no kind of church whatsoever, wow. which is, you know, unprecedented in our day. So yeah. and I that's the key. And COVID certainly did not help yes. the situation at all. <laughs> That's for sure. Brother Soapy, you mentioned, um, and I remember the the, uh, uh, the mentioning of it last time when you were on, and I want you to elaborate a little bit. You mentioned a man that came in to the boys' home there, and he shared with you the gospel and how that man not only led you to the Lord, but also discipled you through that. Tell us about him. His name was Wayne roars he was a big burly fellow who would play games with us and play sports with us and coached us in wrestling and so on and uh mr roars was the one who the lord used to uh he was the, ch the chaplain at the boys ranch a, a a baptist pastor in his background and he was the one who one day after one of our bible story time uh sessions uh, I, he, he used the old flannel graph method of teaching us about uh, the gospel, and he had the picture of Jesus standing at the door, you know, and I think maybe we've all seen this famous old picture. Uh, Jesus is standing there, and he's knocking, and the, the door does not have a doorknob on the outside. It just, there's no latch there. It's only from the inside you open to receive him. And so I heard that story, and I was ready. I, I um I told him after the session, I said, I want to invite Jesus in my heart. I want I want to know him. And so we bowed in prayer in his office, and, and I said, Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart. I receive you into my life. Amen. Uh, be my Savior and my Lord. And, uh, of course, uh, Mr. Roars reminded me that Jesus said, if any man hears my voice and opens the door, he said, I will come in. He didn't say I might come in if you're lucky or, you know, if you're if you're good enough or smart enough or whatever. He said, if you invite me and open the door, I will come in. And so I just didn't have any more sense than just trusting. He said he would come Amen. in, and I believe yes, he came in. And, and it, 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 by faith, I began to walk with him and uh and he just began to change my life. It was just a, a thrilling time, a thrilling day. I, 
I probably had one of the first unselfish thoughts in my life because I was a little street urchin. Every waking thought was about myself. <laughs> As, you know, you, you know, how is this going to affect me? How is this person, if I meet a person coming down the street, how does he affect me? What, what can I get out of this? Uh, so I was thinking about myself almost constantly, but I think I began to have some of the first unselfish thoughts in my life. Amen. Uh, and I thought, well, you know, I've got to go tell my friend Curtis about this. This is wonderful, you know. So the next day I brought Curtis, and uh, Curtis prayed and asked Jesus to come into his life and, and uh, became my first uh, my, my first witnessing experience. Amen. And uh, so you just and it, you just began and, and good a good it's good news the most wonderful thing that ever happened to me so how could I not tell other people how it could happen to them as well so that's that's how it happened Mr. Roars was the one who led me and then of course he uh, he discipled me and mentored me uh, you know he would teach us things about the Lord both personally and in groups of course. Uh, and then uh, he left the ranch when I was 13, but I, I, I had a good five years there that he worked with me and taught me. I memorized, like I said, I began memorizing about 150 verses every year uh, in, a, in a Bible memory program. Amen. And of course, God's, God's Word is so powerful. When you internalize His Word, His promises, uh, he, the Scriptures give us, the, uh, the scriptures counter all the lies and deception that the world throws at us. That's right. And, and when you find the script, when you get to the scriptures, you begin to really see this is what life is really all about. This is what really is happening. The Creator loves you and He cares about you. Yeah, there's a problem of sin and selfishness, but He has made a provision for your forgiveness and cleansing. Yes. And, and His Son, Jesus Christ, and who came and, and bore the burden of our sin, took the penalty of our sin, and by receiving him into our hearts by faith, we are given the forgiveness of our sins, and we become a new person, a new man, as I said earlier. And and that's, that's what we all need. That's what's needed all around the world. And when people hear it, and it, it's wonderful, wonderful news, and, and as they trust it and begin to walk in it, 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 it transforms our Absolutely. Amen. Amen. It yes. really does. I'm so glad I finally heard. Yes, and and my, I, my ears were open. And uh, Pastor, I know you were saved at about 15 to 16 years yes, of sir. age. Um, I am so very thankful, Brother Soapy, that God sent somebody uh, that Mr. Roars into uh, to be that chaplain to, to mm -hmm. speak to you. And I know in later years, uh, you became and have become a minister yourself and have been involved in a lot of different ministries you've related to us. Uh, some of the foreign countries that you have gone to to minister, give us a few of those. Well, uh, oh, it's been, I would never have dreamed, I would never have dreamed like that the, the life that God has given me, uh, you know, I, I began where I was just witnessing the people around me. And then when I left the boys ranch, I went on to college, have a degree of mathematics, but during there, I was part of a local, as you said, local church, a local community of believers that we all need, uh, to, for accountability and, and, and growth, uh, became, a, and then I began to work with the young people there and minister became a youth evangelist in our, in our denomination. And, 
so you just begin where you are. But then as I did that and took these steps of, of, of faith, it, doors kept opening, opportunities kept presenting themselves, and the Lord just kind of led me from uh, open door to open door. And so you, uh, I, I became part of the ministry of, of uh, Campus Crusade for Christ, or called Crew nowadays, and uh, my wife Suzanne and I. And so that was 50 years ago. We've been I never knew that it would take me on this journey to other countries and across Europe and so on. I think um, all across Europe, um, like I said, Russia, Kazakhstan, Ukraine, uh, all of those, that part, Eastern Europe, Western Europe, and across and into Mongolia and China, India, uh, all of those down into Latin America. It's just been, um, we, we lived in Europe for about eight years. In, in Belgium and later in Spain, and then uh, over the years I've continued to travel and take the gospel to. So I, I think the most one of the most dramatic for me personally, of course, that Russia, Kazakhstan, um, the, those countries are so interesting. Ukraine, even uh, having been in some of the cities that are being attacked today by Russia and so on, and yes, it, it's, it's an amazing thing to to know that you've been there to see those cities that they're that have now been bombed and, and uh, destroyed. But I think Mongolia was one of the most dramatic ones because I'd always heard that Native people, particularly those in the Southwest U.S. tribes, that we descended from Mongolians who migrated across from uh, what is now Russia across to Alaska and then down across through the United States. That was the story I told, I was told at least. And so I've always had an interest in Mongolia. But it was closed to the gospel for about 70, 75 years. But when it opened up in the late 80s, when the uh, Soviet Union, the former Soviet Union, just began to dissolve and come apart, uh, Mongolia opened to uh, foreigners coming in and the gospel coming in. And um, so I was going, able to go in three times in the very first year of its opening and take the gospel. And we, showed the, we took the Jesus film and... We showed the Jesus film in a hundred cities in ten days. <laughs> we sent wow. teams of people in jeeps across the nation. But and, and I was I, I was there and helping to do that and lead that uh, that effort. But I showed the Jesus film one night. And the Jesus film, I, in case there are listeners that don't know, it's it's based on the Gospel of Luke. It, it's uh, uh, it was produced by Warner Brothers, but uh, supervised by uh, Campus Crusade, and we made sure there was no, you know, a lot of drama or a lot of, uh, what would I say? Extra, uh, extra stuff. Extra yeah. thrown yeah. in. You know, yes. It was really the Gospel of Luke put to film. And uh, and it was, trans. it's the most, one of the, I guess, probably the most viewed, the most watched, the most translated film in history now. It's been used in the mission, mission field uh, for decades now, but they were hearing and seeing the life of Jesus, a two-hour film, in Mongolia, and they were hearing Jesus speak, you know, their language and, and so on, and I, I we showed it to a little village of about 350, 400 people, it was late at night, uh, outdoors with a big outdoor screen, and and then after the film, we were, they had just, we, they had just finished the first Bible translation into Mongolian, the New Testament at least. So we were distributing copies of the New Testament, and the mayor of the little village came out and sat with me, and we sat and had 
some horse milk. You know, that's what they they uh, mm-hmm. drink uh, horse milk there in in Mongolia, and uh, some cookies or wafers. And and uh, we were talking. He was thanking me for coming and bringing the film and so on. And I, I asked him, "What do you think of the film?" He said, "Oh, it's wonderful, a great cultural experience." I said, "No, what do you think of the message of the film?" And he stood. It was a cold, sort of cold evening there, a beautiful starlit night in Mongolia. And he ran his hand across the sky and he said, all my life, I have searched for God. Tonight, I finally found him and I learned his name is Jesus. Amen. It just just rocked my world to hear because it's, you know, the book of Romans just coming, Romans 1 and 2 just coming to life. People who God has spoken to through nature and through general revelation and and when they hear the message of the gospel, even the first time, they're ready to open the door and begin their own walk with him. I, I was that was deeply touching to me, and all the experience there with with the men and women in Mongolia was there's it, it, it some amazing things. There's just some incredible things that happen in ministry. You know, when you when you see lives change and you see the things that God will do sometimes yes. to facilitate the message. It, you're living in the supernatural. That That's one of the most thrilling things about walking with the Lord, not only just walking with him, but it, mm. putting, making yourself part of his yes. ministry, is that you're walking in the supernatural. I mean, I, I know, Pastor, you're, you're, you're accustomed to that. You've seen, yes, sir. You've seen God change oh, lives no. and open doors and do things that, that there's no other explanation for. That's that right. God, God exactly. is there. Right. Amen. Exactly. So it, it's just been a thrilling Thrilling, uh, just better than any ride at the fair that you, fairgrounds you might go on. Yes, it, it's just a thrilling this ride, and it, it happens every day, every week. We learn to live in the in the world of the supernatural and just watching God at work in us, with us, through us, and around us Amen. all the time. Amen. Brother Soapy Dollar, it has been certainly a pleasure to have you this morning, sure and is as our custom. Uh, we always want to pray with those that are our guests. And um, we certainly want to pray for you, for your ministry, for your family, and that God would mightily use you to continue. Uh, And the years that he has not only has given you, but uh, the years that you have uh, left here upon this earth. Pastor, if you Mm -hmm. would, let's pray. Let's pray. Our Father, we sure thank you today for this good day that you've given us. And this is a day that you've made, and we'll rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you now, Lord, for the opportunity to speak to Brother Soapy this morning. Thank you, Lord, for his testimony. And, uh, Lord, how it just touched my heart to hear how he came to know you as a Savior and how you've intervened in his life. And, again, it shows us your care for every soul of man. Thank you, Lord, for his ministry that you've blessed him with and how you've used him across the world as he talked about the open doors that you've given him in so many countries to carry the gospel of Christ to, uh, Lord, not only uh, to those that were first near him, as he talked about Curtis, his friend, the first witness experience, and then taking him around the world. And we thank you for that. Thank you for the privilege of being able to serve you. And we pray now, God, your continued blessings on his family. Father, we pray that you continue 
continue to bless the ministry and, and his part with this storyteller program and so many people that get to hear people's testimonies and somebody this morning that, that I'm sure heard his testimony, how it resonated in their hearts and gave them hope and gave them encouragement. Amen. And Lord, how, how our life before Christ does not define us who we are, that our identity mm-hmm. is in Jesus Christ. Yes, amen. And Lord, we, we find newness of life in you. We find abundance of life in you. And Father, those that may listen to the podcast in days ahead, uh, Lord, please use it to speak to their hearts and may the testimony of our dear brother and his faith in Christ and how you've, uh, Lord, blessed his life. May it be such an encouragement to so many others that may hear it. Again, we love you. Thank you for this opportunity to fellowship today together on the radio. In Jesus Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Amen. Brother, Amen. Thank you, brother. Amen, brother. Sophie, yes. it's been a blessing to have you, and uh, we trust that uh, the Lord again will bless you. We've been talking to Brother Sophie Dollar who is a pastor and minister out of Texas and is the host of The Storyteller, a program here at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time here on GGR Radio. Pray that you will listen to that. God bless you, Brother Soapy. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, brother. Take care. God bless. What a blessing, Pastor. Amen. I'm telling you, and a man that has come from – just being abandoned on the streets of Albuquerque, New Amen. Mexico, and that God had certainly uh, used his life mightily. And I trust that that testimony is an encouragement to you, our listener, and you may know of somebody, you may have gone through some things like that yourself. Well, let that be certainly an encouragement that God has not forgotten this may the lord bless you have a wonderful day thanks for joining us here join us every wednesday morning at nine o'clock eastern time here for wheat among the tares pray for us here and again have a blessed day in the lord